Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56th Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Flinsboard Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmer's State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our High School Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, and we are coming down the final stretch of the high school basketball regular season. We're getting closer and closer to sub-states beginning. We're getting closer and closer to sub-state standings coming out and everybody getting a little bit nervous about where they're going to be, who they're going to be playing, what day they're going to be playing, how many games they can play in five days. All of that fun stuff is coming up here pretty soon. I'm Jim Joyner and joining me as always here this morning is the most popular man in McPherson and in this room today, well, Mr. Maybe, Steve Sell. Maybe the second most in this room right now because Coach Snyder is with us today. Well, I mean in, in, in the building in I general. See, I see. But it, because Coach Trimble's not here today. Well, that's right. and, and Which it, means that you slide up to number one. That means I'm the oldest in the room. So Well, that too. Okay. But, and then Coach Unrau probably right behind you at number two. Okay. But uh, yeah. In popularity, not age. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how old Coach Unrau is. But anyway... Um, you know, the teams are jockeying for position. We have the jockeys here today to kind of break it down. So uh, it is getting uh, – it's it's scoreboard watching time. Everyone's – first thing they do after the game is check and see what some of the other teams do. They see where their position is in the postseason. And uh, it's going to come down to the final night of the season. And uh, we won't know until the final basket is shot on that last night. Well, one guy I know that was happy after being able to go look at the scores last night and – able to snap a little bit of a losing streak. The Smoky Valley boys and Coach Doug Schneider, they went on the road to Pratt and won 46-36. to And Coach Schneider, that W in the win column feels good, doesn't it? Well, we finally played a, played a team that didn't start with an H. Um, <laughs> that's, so that's the key. That was kind of nice. But, yeah, it felt great to get that win. You know, our kids thought they executed pretty well. You know, we, we uh, got out to an early lead. Actually, we're up 11-0 with about 30 seconds left in the first quarter. So we almost blanked them in the first um, but they ended up scoring two free throws. And then it was just kind of nip and tuck. We made some poor decisions down the stretch, but I tell you, our kids, we almost had four kids in double figures. You know, uh, Kate Schneider had 14. Matt Lucas stepped up, had 11. He's just coming off of that illness again. Uh, so we were really pleased with how those guys performed last night and what they were able to do. You know, um, we, we know we're pretty much locked into that seven seed. Now it's just a matter of which of the state-ranked teams at the top of our um, sub-state we'll have to open up with. So um, we, we know we've got to do everything right now to, to win games, but also to prep for who we might see in that first round. Who are the teams, you said a couple of ranked teams, who you got in that sub-state? Well, we got Haven, uh, Heston, Lions, and Larned. Um, <laughs> so those are those top four, and like I said, all four of those – we're currently this last week ranked in the top 10, whether that be Heston at one, Haven at two. I think Lions was seven or eight, and then uh, Hoisington and Larned were tied at 10. And then you've got Southeast of Saline at five, who's had a really good season. Uh, Council Grove six, we're the seven, and Halstead's the eight. And quite a few of those teams you've seen, though. So you we've got, we've you seen don't, everybody you but Council Grove. Yeah, so, I mean, the scouting report, it's not like you're going to have to really uh, – scramble to get a scattering report on whoever you play you know the the interesting thing could come down to the fact that we could play haven on tuesday and turn around and play haven again on monday uh, depending upon how things map out in there but um, those guys like you said are still jockeying a lot for positions we've come close with hoisington we've come close with heston we've been right there with larned we were there for uh, two to three quarters with Lions this week and had a terrible third quarter. We know we could compete with any of those four teams at the top. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, when it gets to be February, or in this case March, you just got to beat them once. You just got to beat them one time. You just got to put that that four quarters together uh, on one night. And that's kind of what we're building toward now is trying to get that four-quarter element to go. Well, and as I look at the CKL this year, it feels like the top of the league is really, really good where maybe – Two years ago, whenever Halstead won a state championship 
Heston was good. You guys were at state. It felt like maybe top to bottom it, it was better. How, how have you graded the CKL this year? I think it's some of the best basketball we've had. Um, you know, everybody every night. Pratt last night is a young team. They're really struggling to come around. Halstead under a new coach is struggling a little bit. We've struggled a little bit to finish games. But I tell you, every single night I feel like everybody has to bring their best game, at least for portions of the game. You know, you always felt like you go into a game and if you executed – you know, half to three quarter, you could be right there at the end. There, there's no time for any mistakes right now. You know, last night, uh, Heston Alliance go toe to toe, 60 to 55. Larned and Hillsborough go toe to toe, and Larned wins on a last second shot. I mean, it doesn't matter where you go or who you play against; they bring it every single night. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's really solid basketball this year. And like I said, with us having you know four of our teams in the league in the top ten, I mean, you're right there and. And you just got, or five, I'm sorry, um, and five out of ten in your league top ten, you got to bring it. Well, I think the team that has stood out to me the most, and, and you've just brought them up, is Lions, a team that you saw on Tuesday, lost 64-44, to and then you mentioned that Heston played them last night, and Heston won by five. Lions is the team that has kind of come out of nowhere. I saw them, I think it was last year, early on in the season at the Mound Ridge Tournament, and they had some flashes of what I thought could be okay, but I certainly would not have guessed that they were going to be 14-2 and two this year, and they have been really, really good. You know, they were 5-10 and 10 at this point last year, and they've really flipped things around, but a lot of the same players playing, they've, they've been able to do some nice things. You know, we're in a two-point game with them at half, and they come out and just drill us in the third quarter. We didn't get much done. I think it was 22 to, to 7 in the third. They could knock down shots. They can attack you to the rim. They defend well. Uh, they just are kind of one of those teams that love to hang around and wait for you to miss some shots, and and they just don't mess up. And and you know, with with high school kids, that's that's most of the battle, trying to get kids to play a game without making mistakes or at least minimizing those mistakes. And they're doing that now, and that's what I said. We're close to that point. If we could ever put it together, I think we'd have a chance at maybe knocking off one of those top four teams in our sub-state. But our kids got to believe, and our kids got to be ready to go. Who do you close out with this week? Well, you'll have we, a chance to knock off yep. one of those top four teams. We This week we've got Nickerson and um, Nickerson and Halstead. We're finally at home for three straight, so that's nice. And then next week uh, we'll have Haven at home. So we will have one of those opportunities. We haven't we didn't play them last year. That was a, a snow-out game, uh, the last game of the year. So I haven't seen those guys for two years but obviously i've seen them on film uh, but we'll have to come out and execute against a good solid one three one and be ready to go well coach raleigh will certainly be rooting for you to win against haven because <laughs> he's, he's trying to get that one extra win to be at the top of the sub-state standings but coach Snyder, thanks for coming in this morning I and mean, you can make your way back up for a big time jv tournament going on this morning i don't know why they always schedule these jv tournaments for like nine in the morning. I think there's one in Hutch today. I think there's one in Lions today. They're all over the place. I don't know who schedules it. I would rather do like noon. <laughs> who, one. Sch- who schedules the Pratt game the night before it too? That's, <laughs> yeah, the, that's, the, that's the big problem. Got yeah. in at midnight last night. Come, I had to make breakfast. I had to come see the most important guy in McPherson, by the way. Jim, so. yeah. <laughs> no, the, the father of dog ball is not here. That's, <laughs> yeah. the, that, that's the big difference. Yeah. But Coach Snyder, thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks, guys. Good win last night. Thank you. That was a big win for the Smoky Boys, winning 46-36. The girls lost by two last night on the road at Pratt, falling 49-47. They also won earlier on in the week, beating Lions 34-24 on Tuesday. The Smoky Valley girls are 6-11 and on the season so far. And when we talk to Coach Vanderwey, he's going to tell you, you know, they are 6-11 and after last night, but they've lost like three games by six points. They could easily be 11-6. and A play here or there, and uh, Coach Vanderwey, we were just talking. Uh, your team could easily have a reversal of its record. You have been involved. It seems like every game is just a close game and a controversial ending, it sounded like, to your game last night. It's too bad they can't go to the video replay and, and check it out. But anyway, tough loss for your girls And after you'd played really well on Tuesday. Yeah, it was. I, You know, to the – I, I want to give credit. I watched film, watched the film last night, watched the slow motion, listened to the sound, and I think the officials got it right. I think it was out of her hands by about four inches, <laughs> you know, less than six inches, but I think she did get it out of her hands before the buzzer sounded. So credit to the officials. But you're right. It, I don't know if it cl- either cup is half full that we're battling and we're – and I, I ultimately think it is. Uh, you know, last night we were down we, – we were down by – well, we were down nine nothing early right. in the game, and then went on a thirteen zero run. Got down a little bit in the third quarter. Uh, got it back to be up by one at the end of third. 
uh, we're down five points with a minute and a half left, and and we've had some previous games where we didn't we didn't get back from that type of deficit. Last night we hit the shot to tie it up with about 15 seconds left. Carrington Haxton, yeah, you know, and she's been she's been a little bit in a slump, and she hit some shots last night, so it's good to have her back. And uh, but then uh, then the ending, you know. Deed up underneath the basket and inbounds play with about six seconds left and uh, got some help defense as stats drove the lane and you know good enough defense to help make her miss the shot we just didn't box her out and, well a player uh, and so an offensive rebound for the win rebound yeah put back and, and coach Kenham will tell you offensive rebounds are a killer it is and and you know in that situation the shooter has the best advantage because she's already going towards the rim she can see where the shot's going but but no we didn't box out and, a player who has just really come on strong for you brianna pretty 14 points 15 rebounds last night Man, is she just starting to really put up some big numbers? She is, and she had 15 rebounds Tuesday night too against Lions. Uh, and and Wednesday in practice, she got uh, hit in the mouth with an elbow and and just a, you know just a scr- or uh, drills, you mm-hmm. know nothing nothing flagrant or anything. So she played with two stitches in her lip. Didn't know if she was going to play. She got cleared yesterday morning. So to to go in there with a fat lip and a couple stitches and put up those numbers, that that's a real gutty performance. To say the least. Well, I thought you were going to say she played with two teeth, and I was like, "Oh, wow, that, <laughs> no, that was a bad no. injury." Full mouth. Yeah, she lost twenty-eight of them in the injury. <laughs> well, looking at your substate as well, you're in the same position as the boys, sitting in that number seven spot. And at this point, you can't fall down to eight because Larned is zero and fifteen. You can't drop all the way down there. In theory, if you win all three, and you could get up to nine wins, Lions is eight and eight, so there's the potential to jump them and get to six. But you can't get to five, so you know you're locked in in either six or seven, meaning that you match up with one of those top teams at the top of your substate. Southeast of Saline has had a great year, but you guys have a win over them. Halstead is hanging around at 13 and three. They've been very good. Haven's been very good. They're the number one in the substate right now at 14 and three. I think that you guys like your matchups in this substate. But we'll just see how it plays out here in the next couple of days. Yeah, it's going to be tough. We, we've got a tough stretch here to finish the season with uh, Nickerson and then Halstead and, and uh, Haven, three of the you know, top teams in our league. And, and, and then to turn right around and, and likely face one of them again in sub-state, um, that, that's the way it goes. You know, you can't do anything about it. And, and, and as we talked about our schedule, uh, you know, if we could have gotten a few of those wins, those close ones, uh, then we could have – Definitely men playing the southeast of Saline or, or one of those other teams in the mid range, but didn't didn't get there. So we'll you know we'll do whatever we need to do to try to compete. And I, to our girls' credit, we have competed with about anybody right. this year. And you know and and the progress that we're seeing. Um, again, I think being able to close out games and to, to hit some shots. Hopefully, at some point, it'll turn into a W. Well, Coach, best of luck next week and finish strong. You, you're going to play top teams, but these games only make you better come substate time. They do, and we're at home, so that'll help. That'll help. We've had a, we've had a tough road. You guys have been strong. road warriors yeah, four in a row. The last couple of weeks, yeah. yeah. And yeah. long trips. Yeah. A lot of miles on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> well, Coach Vanderwick, thanks for making it in this morning. Thank you very much, guys. We'll take our first break this morning on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We're back this morning on our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Just heard from the Smoky Valley coaches Doug Schneider and Larry Vanderwig. And we now turn things over to McPherson boys coach Kurt Kitteman, who did come in here this morning. I think he was maybe not quite as confident last night after the game. He said something about maybe wanted to get some extra sleep. But I think the smell of the sausage, the smell of the bacon, a little hash brown, I think it brought you in this morning from down the street. I think it was the thought of our schedule next week <laughs> brought me in this morning. Well, it was a really nice win for your team last night as you picked up a 59-32 win and got it into the running clock going into the fourth quarter. And I thought that the thing that your team did really well was getting the ball to the basket. And you were able to make some shots from three in the first half going five out of ten. But in that third quarter, your starters just kind of went to the old-school high-low offense you throw the ball to the post, you hit a back cut, and it felt like it was pretty easy basketball for your team. And with the length that you had on the floor last night, with 6'4", 6'4", 6'5", in the starting lineup, it felt like it made getting to the basket just even easier last night against a Winfield team that didn't have much size. Well, we did a good job executing, no doubt about it. And and uh, Sam did a good job stepping in, in in his first start of his career, and then he 
Uh, he ends up with a couple dunks in the first two or three minutes, and, and uh, kids were really excited for him. So uh, happy for him to have that start. Um, I thought overall we were just pretty efficient in everything we did. We executed well, uh, made some great passes, uh, had some fantastic passing going on. So it was just a good night. At this time last week, uh, you know, we were a little low. Uh, team had lost back-to-back games. But I felt this week in both games you saw the ball go in the basket, and that's something you hadn't seen for a few games. But uh, you really shot it well not only last night but Tuesday. Makes a big difference. You know, you feel better about yourself. You you play with confidence. If you have, if you shoot the ball well for for some reason, you're better defensively. You're more energized. And uh, I thought we did a really good job being um, swarming defensively. Now, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how. I, I thought our defense was good. I thought we played extremely hard. But how in the world can you play 30 minutes like we did on Tuesday night and only foul twice? Uh, to me, you're not that great defensively. No, we're not that good <laughs> defensively. And, uh, both those games I thought were just super rough. And, and, and we were just, we had some shot blockers. And when you allow a shot blocker to just wind up and whack at it like we were doing last night. Uh, <laughs> well, Sam and Coop were just winding well, up from the hip and they were, swatting flies. They, they, were, they were trying to block everything. And, and I, I just think that that's. That's not the way basketball ought to be, and and uh, but you know I keep whining about we need to tighten it up, and yet we always have the strongest kid on the floor every game, so it doesn't hurt Cody at all. No, um, but when you allow to put put hands on uh, you know our quick guys, guys like Seth or Jaden, you know getting to the basket, uh, that hurts us. But um, Felt really good about the week, for sure, other than the the illness creeping in. Right. Big week coming up, of course, the big game Tuesday down at Bueller. Bueller actually did you a favor last night, just shocked Augusta. Not only beat them, beat them bad, which really turned a lot of heads. So that tells you Bueller uh, is maybe starting to figure it out. And then you're back home with Circle. But uh, a win on Tuesday would clinch no worse than a tie for the league championship. But you want to be continuing this confident play that you started this week and of course playing in an atmosphere like Bueller you know it's going to be a top of the shelf atmosphere it it should be a great atmosphere even for a Tuesday night and look forward to our fans uh, going down there and turning it into a sea of red Um, a really good win for them against Augusta because I think Augusta's you know Augusta's got the capability of being uh, I'm not they're not going to beat Piper they're not going to beat Parsons probably but they're they're probably the next team that I would say uh, on the 4A side, so uh, along with Andale probably. But, um, yeah, I, I talked to my nephew who's at Augusta, and he just said uh, they had a lousy week of practice. They thought they could show up and just walk in and, and look what happened. So, uh, regardless, that's a good win for Bueller. Well, and as we look at the 5A West sub-state standings, you were saying as you came in, there is sort of a lump of teams right there at about your loss mark. You guys are 11-6. and six. Salina South is 10-5, and five, one spot above you at number six. You're currently at seven. You've got Hayes at nine and six at eight. Andover Central is at nine. They're nine and seven. Arc City hanging around there. They're eight and seven. There are a lot of teams that are hurting up now at this point. And at least two of these final three games for your team are really big games, not only for league standings, but as we have said many times, the goal for now for your team is obviously to win out. The second goal is to find a way to get to maybe that number six spot. Because if you are seven or eight, of course you would still have to win that first game. But waiting for you behind that could be an undefeated team in either Bishop Carroll or Andover. And if you can get to the number three not saying that you're talking down at Goddard Eisenhower or Capen, whoever will be the three, but you just would rather avoid Carol and Andover. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, the way they do that, if you have a tied uh, record, they go to defensive points allowed. And so uh, last night I was in a little bit of a bind. We'd held Winfield to 22 points through three quarters. So – do you leave your starters in with the, the hoping to hold somebody down to a really low point total, or do you get those younger guys some experience and let them play? And and ended up, you know, we ended up giving up more points, which was aggravating. You know, people maybe wonder why I was so aggravated. Well, we need those 
we need that defensive average to stay down. And uh, I guess that's better than having it as an offensive average where you're trying to run the score up on somebody. But but still, we we want, you know, when we sub, we want those guys to hold them down defensively. Well, and right now you're at 49 points per game allowed defensively. And Hayes, the team that is trying to play catch-up on you, they're at 48. And so they're trying to not only at the same point win, but as long as they keep their average about the same, they have the chance to jump you there. But when we look at this week, you've got Bueller, you've got Circle, Augusta, those three games left. Three really big games. Only one of them will be at home, but I think we know that the Bueller game on Tuesday night, it should be a great atmosphere. It wasn't a great wrestling atmosphere no, on Thursday like a night. Library. But I think that they know when it comes to basketball time, it might be rocking down there on Tuesday night. Should be. Looking forward to it. Well, Coach Kinneman, thanks for making it in this morning. Hope the breakfast was good. Oh, it was excellent. Excellent. So we'll go over and watch the freshmen play, watch the Jayhawks play today, and then probably watch every game Bueller's play today. So. <laughs> there you go. All right. See you. For the McPherson girls last night, they won 66-30. to Coach Strathman on the road this morning. I think the Cade man has a sixth-grade game somewhere. Yeah. I think they're up north somewhere, maybe in yep. Salina. But they won 66-30. to They were 27 out of 63 from the floor, and they were really able to amp up the pressure on Winfield, outscoring the Vikings 31-4 to in the first quarter. Cassidy Beam had 18 points, 17 for Grace Pyle, 9 points for Cassie Cooks, and 9 for Emma Ruddles. It was a... Big bullpup girls win last night at home. Yeah, it really was. A little scary in the pregame. Grace Pyle stepped on somebody's foot, sprained her ankle. Uh, she went down in a heap. I think it was more out of fear than anything else because she probably thought, oh, my God, I'm I'm going to be out. But, uh, uh, you know, Grace Ann's pretty tough. Taped her up. Then she had an incredible stat line last night. Well, let's take a quick break here on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue this morning on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Busy, busy morning as all these basketball teams are getting ready for sub-state play, finishing out the regular season. Most teams either with either two or three games left in their season. And we'll turn things over to the Heston Swathers now, starting with girls coach Matt Richardson. The Swathers are 12-5 and so far this season and picked up two wins this week, a 37-34 win over Hillsborough on Tuesday, or actually... They didn't play the second game this week. They played one game this week on the road at Lions on on Friday night, last night, won 49-27. So I guess you guys enjoyed the day off on Tuesday night. I tell you what, you know, you throw in the week, we had a school day off on Thursday, which is a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, you but, guys were uh, the only ones that canceled school. <laughs> it was weird because, you know, we never used to cancel school, but I think everybody just gets a little bit leery and kids being out. So it's an interesting thing. I thought we played really well last night, just – as a team, we were able to get some early baskets. I think Elise had quite a few points very early in the game. And just really happy with our seniors because they're leading our young kids into some of this late season. I got a lot of young kids still playing. And a year ago, our eighth graders, or freshmen, were have been out of basketball for three or four weeks already. And uh, this is just gets a long season for them. And it gets into that lull where they're like, oh, my gosh, are we still going – We've talked about it all year long. Your offense kind of comes and goes. You never know from game to game how that's going to be. But your defense, every game just seems to show up. Uh, you just, we got some great on-ball defenders. Like I said, our senior leadership is good. But it really helps when we have our three guards are returning state 4 by 4 champions. And so we can stay in front of a lot of people. And that's really, really benefits us in the long run and then I've got a couple of post players who've really kind of learned how to manage the block and either they're going to keep somebody low or keep somebody high and just help if they're closer to a guard if they need help you ever run the 400 <laughs> yes it's, rem- a, it's a bad event <laughs> it's one of those ones where you get around to the, about the 300 mark and your hamstrings begin to tighten up and your hiney and then you're just all worried about how am I going to finish down this home stretch well, Elise Kaiser's obviously been outstanding all year, but I think the thing I've noticed, you've had some other girls really up their games as the season's gone along. Talk about some of those girls. Well, I'll tell you what. I've, my point guard, Marissa Vote just doesn't get the recognition she deserves. She, night in and night out, you never know if you're going to get a good offensive night from her, but she brings it. She's going to be on ball, um, always right there. Uh, Corinne Yoder's a sophomore this year. She's learning a lot, having to play more, more and more minutes. Um, and then the freshman, Anna Humphreys, really does a nice job of just being in the right position. She had a uh, quarter-ending tray last night that was good. And then I've got a young kid, Katie Keeker, is a sophomore, big kid, six-footer. 
just learning to play the game. And it's so much fun to watch. And I didn't expect her to grow this much this year. And she's really – defensively, she grew really early. Last night, we were able to see her be aggressive on the offensive end and go after some rebounds and get some stick backs. So it was a lot of fun. Well, we're looking at your sub-state here in the Halstead sub-state. And currently, you were sitting at – well, now you would be tied with Southeast of Saline, sitting at 12-5. and five. The Acacia website hasn't been updated yet. But you guys are 12-5 and five in a tie for third – Halstead is a game and a half up on that. They're 13 and three. Haven is 14 and three. So there is some potential for some movement here. You've got three tough games though to finish out the stretch here. You've got Larned and Nickerson coming up next week. Nickerson, a very good team, and you guys saw them earlier in the year, lost by five. I don't know if you've played Larned yet this year. It doesn't look like it. And then you finish out with Pratt on the road and a chance with three wins to put yourself maybe not to number one, but a chance to get to two and potentially three here with three wins. Well, looking at the schedule and knowing those top two teams, I think that their schedule's pretty much set. Uh, they're going to be duking it out for the one-two. Uh, I just want to make sure we get a home game. Um, I feel pretty good about Tuesday's game against Larned. Um, they've kind of been struggling most of the year. But uh, we can't look forward to Friday, but we need to be thinking about Friday just with the athletes because Coach McLean down there at Nickerson's got six, seven really, really good basketball players. And really tall basketball <laughs> Just players. Big kids. I think, I think, uh, There's something in the water down there. Our first game against Nickerson, one of our girls had their shots blocked by somebody's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> it's never good when armpits are blocking shots down low. Well, Coach Richardson, best of luck this week. And, and hopefully, maybe, maybe you can have somebody that's six foot four move in this week just for well, the Nickerson game. You never know. We'll see what happens. Well, Coach Richardson, best of luck this Thank week. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Well, it's been a fun season so far for the Heston girls who are right in the middle of a sub-state championship race. And what a run both Heston teams have been on yeah. in recent years. I mean, uh, they've had a lot of fun uh, down at Heston uh, the last few years. Of course, the one year where they both won the state championship, that was just fantastic. But uh, uh, Coach Raleigh making his way in. And, you know, we always talk about McPherson playing anywhere, anybody, anywhere, anytime. The Heston boys are the same way with their schedule. It just seems like they have played anybody, any place, any time, and their schedule is probably as good as anybody uh, in the state in their class. Well, and they've done a pretty good job with that schedule as well. As they've won seven games in a row, they are sixteen and one. And Coach Raleigh, a little bit of a lighter week as you only had one game, but it was a really big game last night, taking on a Lions team that we talked about with Coach Snyder has kind of been the surprise in the CKL and a huge win for your team, winning sixty to fifty-five. Yeah, I mean they're they're good, and uh, well they were they were in first place in the league. They were the only team left in the league without a loss, so it was big to to go over there and, and get a win. So, and we do play a tough schedule. I saw Bueller knock off Augusta last night, so I shake my head sometimes. Well, that really caught us by surprise too, and not only beat them, beat them bad. Yeah, beat them by 19, and we saw that Augusta team. Uh, we were tremendously impressed, McPherson. Played about as good as it played all year to beat Augusta. So uh, Bueller's coming, and and you beat them earlier this year. But uh, another uh, great win for you guys. Put a lot of points on the board. Looks like Lions has some offensive capability too. Yeah, they shot the ball real well. They also made free throws when we didn't. But uh, um, you know, we we managed. Uh, it, it seems like every night a a different kid steps up. Uh, Max Arnold last night played really well, got to the basket. Uh, um, we were struggling to defend them. Uh, they were getting to the rim really easy, and, and I thought he helped us out a lot there. And, uh, you know, we just always have a kid. Jackson Humphreys was, I mean, you don't see a whole lot. of. He had six points, but he had seven rebounds. I think he had three assists, four steals. Uh, and we started really hedging some of their ball screens hard, and he got several steals doing that and, and played really well. So, uh you know, I I think in crunch time we had probably only two starters on the court with with three of our guys off the bench when we played our best. So it's it's kind of a mix and match. Well, that's been a key for your team all year. You're about 10, 11 deep, probably deepest, maybe one of the deepest teams you've ever had. But you have faith in every guy you put on the floor. That's the nice thing. Uh, it seems like all these guys that you play at some point they have made a big play this season. Yeah, we were talking. I almost think there's a chance, and I can't remember that that we've had 10 guys, 10 different guys have been in double figures at some time. And, uh, you know, two or three of them over 20 a time or two. So um, that's kind of nice. And, uh, you know, they people start focusing on case, and we do have guys that can shoot the ball. So, um, 
he distributes it well too and and uh, isn't a selfish player he gets his on I mean I don't know how many shots he took last night but uh, he gets the free throw line a lot and and uh, is is pretty efficient offensively. Well, as the number one team in the state, there are a lot of people that are probably thinking, okay, well, they're locked in as the number one team in their sub-state. Well, you guys still have some work to do in sub-state play as you're 16-1 and one and in the number one spot. Then you have Haven, who is 15-2, right on your heels. You don't play him again, even though you beat him a couple weeks ago. Then you've got Lions, who's 14-2, and two, and even Larned is still in the conversation, hanging around at 13-3. and three. There is no time to sit back and relax here with these final three games coming up, certainly even as the number one team in the state. Well, I don't know what being number one in the state means, but, um, yeah, our sub-state's loaded. I would I would love to see them to go what the bigger schools get to do. I, I'm not exactly sure, but I think uh, with those four teams and their records uh, – and if we were putting them in four sub-states, I think they might all uh, end up in, in different sub-states. But there's a lot of other good teams out there, so you know, you got to win. And, and, and there's other teams in our sub-state. There's going to be six teams with you know 13 and 7 or better records. Wow. So I did see Southeast lost last night, which surprised me a little bit. But Well, you'll play Larned on Tuesday night, and it looks like it'll be at home, and then Nickerson on Friday, and then you'll wrap up with Pratt. So... Two big games this week to try and get yourself up to 18-1 and one by the end of the week when we see you next weekend. Uh, we'll try. So It's nice to be home. We haven't, had, we haven't had many home games since Christmas, so I get a couple this week, so that should be good. Well, Coach Raleigh, thanks for coming in this morning. Any thanks. MAYB tournaments to go to today? Uh, no, just JV tournament today. There you go. Another JV <laughs> Another tournament. JV tournament. It's, yeah. J, it's JV Palooza. <laughs> I don't do anything, but my assistant coach is the, kind of the month of January. <laughs> they don't have any Saturdays, C-team tournaments, JV. Well, so, that's that's what their assistance for. Yeah, so. exactly. So. And I don't know why I I don't know why he never sends you the stats. Oh well, that, I get them maybe, from you. I get them from you. Maybe if he's listening on the radio right now, which I doubt he is, because he's probably still in bed. <laughs> maybe he'll hear, but uh, I'll well, tell him again. Well, you always get them to you some way or somehow. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll take another break here on our high school coaches show presented by the Fifty Six Family Restaurant in Galva. Continuing this morning on our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Now time to hear from the Mound Ridge coaches, and we start with Mound Ridge girls coach Vicki Kessler, a one and one week for the Wildcats, winning against Trinity Catholic on Tuesday, winning that game 52-36, and then losing to a very good Berean Academy team last night, 51-36. And the win on Tuesday snapped a long losing streak for your team, and I know that that was good to get that monkey off the back on Tuesday it night. It was. Um, Trinity came in with a 6-0 and league record we just come had come off of a Bennington loss they were all also at the top of the league and then we meet Berean who also is at the top of our league so the top three teams from the league so you know we needed to steal one and we did that from Trinity had some good stats with uh, Kate Eichelberger Courtney Kaufman and Aaron Durst and then Emily Durst came in and played very very good defense well Vicki your record isn't you know what you're accustomed to I mean you're around Correct. that 500 mark but you have played a tremendous schedule, and I think you're a team that, you know, when it comes sub-state time, the other teams are going to say, well, they have that record, but we know what they've got because your starting five is is pretty solid and you're getting contributions from a lot of different people. Kate Eichelberger has really stepped up on the defensive end. Absolutely. Uh, blocking shots and rebounding, and, you know, she chips in with some uh, double-digit scoring every now and then. But defensively, she has just turned into a force. She is, and that's why we play a little more zone because she can just stand in that paint, and uh, she's averaging seven blocks a game. And wow. I don't know when we've had somebody that can do that. Plus, she's about at double digits with her rebounding. Um, she's a force in there. And when she gets in foul trouble, that, that makes for a little bit of... You shrink up a little we bit. We do. <laughs> we do defensively. But uh, she's been playing really, really well on the defensive end and on the offensive end. Well, when we look at your sub-state, and you're in the Inman sub-state here in Class 2A, We've talked about a couple of the sub-states earlier this morning where all the teams are hovering at 12-4 and four or 13-5. and five. Well, your sub-state, you guys have a chance here to jump up into that top four. You're currently 8-10. and 10. You have Allen Wood, who's in front. They're currently the four. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. Trinity Catholic, who you beat earlier this week, they're in the three spot at 10-7. and seven. And then you've got Inman at 12-5 and five in the two spot. Sterling is the number one. There is some room for some movement here, and it feels there. like this team's goal is to get that home game in the first round. Absolutely. And uh, we we play two winnable games coming up uh, for us, and so we just need to buckle down 
and get after it on the defensive end and then put the ball in the hole on the other end. And when I look at your schedule, I'm looking at dates. And I know that in 1A, things are a little bit different than they are compared to 3A in terms of start dates for sub-states and regionals and everything. Do you guys just have the Tuesday, like the 25th off? Right. Or, or will there be sub-state or any regional games or anything that day? We have a whole day? week off okay. because we didn't know whether we, we would be 1A or 2A. And so we had to plan for that in our schedule. That makes more sense because the 1A schools, they start their regionals that week right. before yes. and then go to the sub-state. So that makes more sense, and it'll be a well-deserved week off and be able to get ready. And I'm certain that there will be a lot of scouting opportunities as well. Absolutely. And uh, I do want to say that uh, our girls have not lost heart. They are still fighting. They are persevering, and um, I couldn't be prouder of them for what they've done. Want a chance to finish strong here with Elseline on the road on Tuesday and then Sedgwick at home on Friday. And Coach Kessler, good to have you in here this morning. And we're looking forward to seeing what you guys can do here postseason time. And you guys will be the first team in the clubhouse, I think, at 20 games next Saturday morning whenever you're here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks, Vicky. Well, Coach Unrow, I guess, as well. Yeah. He'll be able to roll in. He's always in the clubhouse. But Coach Kessler always gets here earlier. Yeah. Than than Vance, he he sometimes rolls in a little bit later. Well, you just never know, on Vance. He you know he, he he marches to his own drum beat. You know he, uh, you know he just you can't tell him what to do. He's just going to be his own man. Now we were having the conversation, Coach Unrow, of who is holding seniority today because <laughs> Coach Trimble's not here. Normally yeah, he is the higher Roger power. Today? He had JV tournament. Everybody's <laughs> at a JV tournament today, but. It comes down to you two, I think, that holds seniority, Steve and yeah. Unral, yeah, here we're in both, the same room. We're both the oldest. Yeah. And, and the tallest. <laughs> well, it sounded like it was... It would be a real battle in the paint. Let's yeah, yeah it, would, it would be great. Well, although your team didn't win either game this week, losing to Trinity on, on Tuesday, 49-42, and losing to Berean Academy last night, 53-41, it feels like there were a lot of good things to take away this week because those are two... Very good basketball teams, and yeah. against Trinity, had a great chance to win. Berean's boys have been stellar all year, yeah. and it looks like two losses, but those are two very good teams. You know, here we are sitting at 7-10, and 10, and it feels like we're better than that. And, well, when you go into Christmas at 1-5 and five right. and drop some games that you maybe shouldn't have dropped or could have easily won and didn't find a way to get it done late, uh, you're really playing catch-up the rest of the year, and we knew that. And looking ahead to the schedule this last week, you look at Hutch Trinity Catholic, and then you look at Breen Academy all in the same week, you know you got Mount Everest ahead of you. Right. And we knew that we were going to have to play really, really well. And you know what? We did. Our kids played their tails off for two nights against some high, you know, good quality teams, and it comes down to five or six possessions where you can point to in the game, where you can say, okay, we settled. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't take just good shots. you got to take great shots. And in both games, it was basically one guy that beat you. Hammocky yeah, right. uh, on Tuesday and then the Weeby kid on Friday because I think you gave up 26 to Hammocky, yeah. 20 in the second half, yeah. and then 29 to Weeby last night. If you could just hold them to 20 – you win both games. Probably. So you try to figure out, okay, what, what could you have done different? But those those are special kids. Those are special guards that can uh, can can determine you know pace of the game. They can dictate tempo, uh, and they set everybody else up too. So you know you try to focus on that guy, and they they see the floor really well. They're just great floor leaders. But uh, you know I I, I got to hand it to our kids. Uh, you know they're not discouraged. We're still playing for something. Uh, obviously disappointed uh, in where we're sitting right now, but you know, hopefully we can win out. If we can win out, it's not going to change our sub-state seed at this point. We're going to be in that sixth seed, and it could be one or two different teams. Uh, we're going to have to beat some of those teams that we played really tough early or in this last week. Uh, we're going to have to beat them in sub-state to, to play on. And I know that sounds like an eternal optimist, you, you are. Know, that, I think that, that's what you that, are. But you know, I I love these guys. These are these are some uh, uh, wonderful kids to be around. Uh, still love going to practice. Uh, still working and playing for something. And you know, what more can you ask? And when you look at the teams that you could be playing in the sub state, one of them is Sterling, who is yep. the number one seed. Right. You played them earlier this year. Lost by five. Yeah. Another one, Ellenwood. You haven't seen them this year. Right. Another one, Inman. 
a team that you will get to see here in a couple weeks, yep. but you played earlier in the year tough. Right. Anytime you get Man Ridge Inman, of course, it can be tough. <laughs> right. Or it could be Trinity Catholic, or it could be Sedgwick. Right. You've seen all these teams and played them tough. Yeah, there's a lot of posturing that's going to be taking place here in the next uh, next week, uh, uh, 10 days, just as far as who's going to be, especially the, the three, four, and the five seed. I, I say six, seven, and eight, probably pretty much locked in. But, uh, uh, you know, I like these kids and where they're at mentally because they still come to practice and they're still working hard. I want to give a shout-out to my assistant coach, Courtney Monomont, Mod, who, who does a great job. You know, we all know him as a football guy, but he's a basketball guy. He understands the game really well, communicates with our young kids really well. Our JVs are playing uh, some of their best basketball right now, and it's largely because of him. He just uh, does such a great job with them. And, uh, uh, you know, it's nice to, you know, sometimes your JV guys, this time of year, they start to get in those doldrums. Uh, you know, they lose maybe just a little bit of that edge and interest because your varsity guys are pretty much settled in. But not our, not this year. They're, they're really locked in and they're playing hard for him. Well, I've got to give your guys a compliment as well. I was in the same restaurant as a bunch of your guys last weekend. Oh. And I didn't hear them. They weren't loud. They all sat there with their hands in their lap. They had great manners. Well, I think wonderful. it comes back to their basketball. Well, reflection I, of their coach. <laughs> I, I, I hope that we can have some kind of positive influence on them. And uh, certainly when you hear that uh, they're not only good athletes and good basketball players, but they're also good people, Now, too. one of them stood up on the table and started jumping <laughs> up and down, but I won't mention who it was. <laughs> Just one of them. And I think you know who it was. And it really caused a ruckus at that restaurant. But, oh no, they did a great job. <laughs> yeah. And Coach Unrau, I think you have a good group of guys. And well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys can do in substate well, play. Well, I keep telling these guys, hey, let's be the team nobody wants to play. That's right. So here we go. That's a good M.O. Okay, thanks. Well, Coach Unround, no muffin, but great to have you here this morning. We'll take one more break on our High School Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We are wrapping up our High School Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We are down to our Elyria Christian Corner, as they always seem to round out about our last 10 minutes here of the Coaches Show. And we start with Coach Greg Fields, and I said coming in, I said, huge week for your team as you played two really important games Losing on Tuesday night, or and also playing on Monday night as well, losing to Little River 28-21, and then losing to Canton Galva in double overtime on Tuesday night. You won last night against Center on the road 40-36, and there was a chance for a 3-0 and week, I think, now as you look at it. But it would have been really nice to get two, especially with the double overtime game on Tuesday. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, you know, we knew coming in this was going to be a, a tough week, and uh, winnable games, but uh, against you know very good opponents, and and that's kind of the way it, it turned out to be. Little River was a, a tough game. We were kind of neck and neck with them the whole time. Uh, Trey is doing a great job with those girls, and and they kind of got a stretch in the early part of the third quarter where they got about a six point lead, and and it kind of stayed that way the rest of the game. But um, tough game, tough defensive struggle. Uh, and then Tuesday night coming around uh, with Canton Galva, and that was uh, another – the first half of that was pretty ugly offensively for us, and, and uh, but a lot of that was because they just played some really good defense. Um, some A lot of chances to win the game for us at the end, missing a lot of free throws. I think we were 2 of 12 uh, from the free throw line just in the last 8 to 10 minutes of the game. Um, missed a, a layup that, that would have won it in regulation. Uh, but we also had some good things. We had some girls step up and hit some threes towards the end of that game just to give us a chance. Um, but again, uh, Shelby's doing a great job with those girls. And um, I think uh, Tia had fouled out uh, for them. Tia Modelmog had fouled out uh, late in the game. And so that for those girls that come up, and Alexa Bell had a great game for them uh, that night as well. So uh, I think Coach Starberg and I were kind of down, maybe more so than our girls even. <laughs> and so uh, to come out and, and get a win last night against center, I think maybe was just as good for, for Coach Starberg and I as it was for our girls. I think we needed that. And and center has been playing well. In fact, they had just gone to Little River Thursday night and gotten a win at Little River. So And you'd lost to them earlier in the and year. And we'd lost by 12 uh, to center at the at their tournament. Um, and so it was it was a good confidence. And we got down big. We were down by eight in the first half, and we found ourselves down by five with about uh, less than two minutes to go last night. And, um, I mean, Allie Stone, uh, she didn't have a, a huge game as far as uh, points, but, my goodness, she had four steals, five deflections, and most of those were at the end of the game. 
Um, and she was, she was causing turnovers and, and getting up as a chance to come back. And so we ended up winning by four last night against center. Kylie Penner had an outstanding game, 17 points. The majority of those were all in the second half. So she just kind of came alive and, and kind of took over the game on the offensive side last night. And you know that last night was a first, right? A first for... The first time to get to 40 points this year as well. <laughs> was that right? Was that our first time? There, there's been uh, a few 38s, a few 36s, but the first time that four is the okay. first number. And and especially since you scored 21 against center the first time, you yeah. almost doubled it the second well, time. And we had talked about that before the game. We said, you know, we, had, we only scored 21 points against this team. And uh, I said, let's make a goal. Let's get. I'd like at least twenty-one by the by the end of the first half. We didn't do that, but we started in the second quarter. We started to finally uh, find the bucket a little bit, and so we challenged them at halftime. It's like you know, we're not making this. Uh, this isn't as hard as we're as we're making it. And and they kind of they kind of uh, rose to the occasion. And and I love the fact that we had ten assists. I think Olivia Peter had. Peters had five assists in the game. Wow, uh, she did a great job uh, finding finding Kylie Penner under the basket, and so uh, yeah, we know they're capable of it. And I know that um, not just Kylie Penner, but um, we've got several girls that can score. Alexis Swenson came in last night, had two big threes uh, for a freshman. That's that's pretty nice when you can when you can see that. Uh, and Rylan Hawkinson, uh, our one of our post players, stepped out and and hit a three um, with with a hand in her face. And so it's there's the, the capabilities of they're just a, a young team. And, uh, you know, I'm tired of hearing that as an, as an excuse. I think all these girls have got plenty of experience uh, at this point, and, and I think they just need to believe in themselves and, and they can see that they can do it. And a chance here this week to get to 500, get to 10 and 10. You're 8 and 10 right now, and I think that that would be a confidence boost to get to double-digit wins for this team too that before regionals. Nice. That would be nice, and that would double our win total from last year. Yeah. So you know, we're just looking for improvement. Um, and with a very young team still. With the yeah, still a very young team. So uh, we know they're capable of it, and I think once they see that you know this isn't so hard, we we score like this in practice. Our JV team has been scoring. Our JV team only has one loss all year. And they've scored in some half games. They've scored 32 points. Uh, and so, uh, and a lot of these girls are, are the same girls that, you know, come into a varsity game and struggle hitting open shots. So I think a lot of it's just a little more pressure. And, and I think the more they play, the more they, things kind of relax for them. Well, Coach Fields, hopefully you can get to 10 wins this week. We're shooting for it. All right. Literally, Tuesday night against P- <laughs> Tuesday night against Peabody at home. That's going to be senior night for us. And then we've got homecoming uh, Friday night against Marion. For the fourth so. time. Eagle Dome will be rocking. <laughs> they, they, right. they had like four renditions of homecoming. One yes. didn't happen the first time. Then didn't happen at the makeup <coughs> game. I think it got canceled again. So yep. We're hoping it we're actually trying. happens this time. I, I have faith. <laughs> I, I believe. Well, Coach Fields, All thanks. Right. Hey, thank you, guys. Well, we'll wrap up here with Coach Goodrich here in just a moment for the Elyria boys as they are now 11-7 and on the season, and they picked up two really big wins this week as they lost to Little River on Monday night, 52-35. After beating them earlier in the year, then they won 49-35 against Canton Galva and then went on the road to beat Center 49-40 last night. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, with all the guys they lost to be 11-7, and uh, I think that's a testament to uh, Coach Goodrich's kids and the job he's done because they lost some really a lot of star power off last year's team, but had some guys really step up. Well, and if we were talking about Coach Unrano said, "Be the team that nobody wants to play at the end of the year." I think that's your guys. You're playing well right now. I think you've won eight out of the last ten. You're on a pretty good stretch since you've hit the Christmas break, and I think this is a team that's starting to pick up steam coming down the stretch. We are. Uh, it was an exciting game last night. It was tight. It was a one-point game at halftime, and I told the guys these are the games that we're going to have to learn how to win because once you get to postseason, everybody's going to play to keep their season alive, and there'll be shots that go off the glass or there'll be fouls that are called that maybe aren't a foul, and you got to be able to play through those things. And you have two games coming up this week with Peabody and Marion, two teams that you saw at the center tournament. You had wins over both of those teams, and this is a great chance for your team to get to 13-7. and seven. Now, 13-7 and seven will likely still end up probably being the three seed for that regional. Maybe a chance to get to the two if Gossel were to lose a couple, but Little River locked in at that number one. But a chance to continue to move up or at least hold that ground. I think you guys are pretty much locked in at either three or two. 
we are locked in at three. Just uh, Gossel has the head to head over us and beat us twice. And so we uh, know our opponent will be Solomon and we'll play them for a third time. And so playing someone three times is always tough, but we'll have them at home. And I think our guys are looking forward to it. We did some things last night that I was very pleased with, uh, just making the right play at the right time. What is the biggest difference for this team, maybe even offensively, than what it was at the beginning of the year when there were a couple games where you were still trying to figure in? What are some of the differences from beginning of the year to now? I think you're saying when we were trying to score more than 25 <laughs> points. Well, the, 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 the 25 and 27 and, and 21, yeah, it makes it a little harder. It, it is very hard to win games like that. And uh, I think right now they're just learning how to play. We've had guys that had been successful in JV, and I think you guys have seen enough basketball. JV basketball and varsity basketball, even at the 1A level, is completely different. And uh, they're just learning how to play and make the right read. Uh, we have some very capable scorers in Joseph and Stuckey and Anderson and Unruh and Stone and Snyder. And see, I give you all those names, and it yeah. seems like we can't put it together. And I think right now they're just starting to find the right spots. Guys are shooting with confidence and – I'd rather be doing it right now than early in the season because you guys both know that's when it matters the most is here in February and beginning of March. Well, I think we know the Illyria boys, not very many teams that will play them when it comes down to March and you know, maybe in this case the very end of February for regionals for you guys. But we're looking, to for, looking forward to seeing how you guys can finish out strong and who do the Tabor women have today? The Tabor women have Oklahoma Wesleyan. And, uh, on the road or on at home? On the road. So, so it doesn't look like you'll be going. Unless they're playing tonight. Are you going to go get on the bus here in like 30 minutes? I'm going to be leaving here in a little bit to get down there. There you go. Hey, Bartlesville is always a fun trip. I hear it's real nice this time of year. <laughs> but it's a really big game for the Tabor women as they continue in that race. And I'm sure you and Coach Reed will draw up quite the game plan on the way down. Stop it, the threes. They like is. to shoot threes. <laughs> it is. Well, I appreciate you guys and letting us always come in the Saturday because I enjoy hearing the coaches talk about their games and just talking with you guys. Well, we appreciate it as well. No Coach Trimble out there, though. I know he usually holds court. I know he's always here to the end, and I guess it probably feels a little bit weird out there. In the it does. Today. I'm sure it does. It felt weird coming in and him not being here. And normally he he'll has, be here he'll he be here his, he has his throne set up he'll have there. his feed bag on next week though yeah. he'll make up for oh, it oh he'll be ready to go well <laughs> coach Goodrich best of luck next week hey thank you guys thanks Zach well Steve Sell we're coming down the final stretch here we're getting closer and closer to the end of this season and we're down to like two coaches shows for the year yeah we have two more left next week and then the week after that because we don't do it during sub-state and state week because coaches are busy they've they're got too to, busy yeah they've got to get their teams ready so they're uh, too nervous two, to eat two weeks to go. There so, you go. Man, it's get, we're getting to the end real quick. Steve, tell them where to go read your area roundup. MidKansasOnline.com. It should be up before 10 o'clock. There you go. Well, Swap Shop is coming up next here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Tammy is in the building, and she's ready to do some buy, sell, trade, and giveaways. So give her a call, 620-241-1504. For Steve Zell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. The High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva was brought to you by Simco, McPherson Concrete, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Lens Ford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.